Mark your calendars! The ADCES 24 Annual Conference parades into New Orleans August 9-12, through 12, 2024. Registration opens March 26, but you can start planning your trip now. Get ready to seize opportunities to connect, learn, and optimize your diabetes care and education practice. Stay tuned for updates at ADCES24.org. Hello, and welcome to the ADCES podcast, The Huddle, conversations with the diabetes care team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. I'm Kirsten Yale, Research Manager at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Today, two representatives from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration join us to discuss the recent updates to the Nutrition Facts label. Dr. Claudine Cavanaugh is the Director of the Office of Food and Nutrition Labeling, ONFL, at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And Dr. Maya Maroto is a public health educator at the FDA Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, CFSAN. As registered dietitians and leaders in public health, both working in nutrition for several years, they know the importance of how and where to spread the word about the new Nutrition Facts labels. You'll learn about the science behind the changes to this iconic label and the most relevant points for people with diabetes. Dr. Kavanaugh and Dr. Maroto, welcome to the huddle. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you guys, especially because you know we're talking about the nutrition facts label, this new label that's out. And this is a really big undertaking, a huge collaborative effort that goes into doing something like this. And I know it takes a lot of teamwork. And I've gotten to talk to you guys over the last couple of weeks about how you've worked together to roll this out. And I was hoping you could share with our listeners, you know, the background it takes, what it takes to roll this out, um, and the teamwork that you guys have had working together. I know you're both registered dietitians, but you both really have different roles on this project. So I can start a little bit. This is Dr. Kavanaugh, and you can call me Claudine. Oh, fantastic. I've actually been working on this. We've updated the Nutrition Facts label, and with the regulatory process, first you have a proposal and get feedback from stakeholders, and then you finalize the regulation. So the regulation to update the Facts label actually published in 2016 and you have to give manufacturers time to actually make the big label changes. So we've been doing that. So I really was with the nuts and bolts of what was the background for updating the label. And Maya, I'll let you describe what she's doing, but she's doing more of the education and helping people understand it. Absolutely. So where Claudine is most involved with the actual regulations and the laws and all the technical aspects of the new label, um, the team that I work on, the education team, is responsible for educating consumers and providing healthcare professionals and educators with materials to help them educate consumers about the changes, about the label, um, and help them teach and use these in any kind of nutrition education lesson. So Claudine and I work together very closely, along with many other folks at FDA, other legal experts, communication experts, and even consumer studies experts to bring these projects to life. So this is really interesting to me to hear, like as a consumer, you know, 2016. So we're in 2020 right now. So four years it takes to roll something like this out. That's pretty incredible. 
So just so you guys know, I did a little bit of my homework before because I knew we were going to be talking about these new labels. And it was a holiday weekend, had a barbecue. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take a peek at the labels in my kitchen. So grilling some hamburgers. And I looked at the back of my ketchup bottle and potassium. I see potassium listed. Now, I know that wasn't there before. Then I looked at the back of my hamburgers, you know, my um, hamburger bun labels, and I see added sugar. I know that wasn't there before. So it looks like lots of big changes. And even the whole look of that label is different. Claudine, could you tell us a little bit about the updates to the label? Sure. So probably one of the biggest things that you saw was just the update with the calories because that's a lot larger. And that's one of the easiest ways to see if you're looking at a new label or not, because we are still in a time since companies are putting the new label on. Some still have the old label and some have the new labels. So if the calories are a lot bigger font, you're looking at one of the new labels. And we actually, the reason we increased the font of calories was because it's really important information for people to have, but also because it's helpful if when people are going to the grocery store, they're usually, they could have kids in tow or just in the fast paced lifestyle that people are having. They don't have a lot of time to compare packages and look at things. And with the calories being bigger, it makes it very easy for them to see that and be able to make decisions. Some other items that are new on the label too, um, you definitely notice the potassiums now required as well as vitamin D. We had vitamin A and C used to be required. Those can be put on the label, but they're not mandatory. And that's really because vitamin D and potassium are more associated with chronic disease risk. Um, vitamin D can lower your risk of osteoporosis and potassium can lower blood pressure. So they are very underconsumed in the U.S. population. So that's why those are required on the label. Some other things too that you may not have noticed on the label, but that are changes are we updated the serving sizes and serving sizes are actually based on what people eat versus a recommendation. And many of the serving sizes have increased. And an example I can give you is ice cream. If you had ice cream at your barbecue, it went up from a half of a cup to two thirds of a cup because people are eating a little bit more ice cream than they used to when the label first got introduced in the early 90s. Um, soda is another one. If you had soda at your barbecue where the serving size went up to on the label from eight ounces to 12 ounces. And then you also pointed out added sugars is on the label. That's something new and that's something a lot of people are looking at. These are sugars that are added to your diet that provide more calories, but really few nutrients. And the dietary guidelines for Americans recommend that you get 10% or less of your calories from added sugar. So we thought it was very important for people to have that information so they could construct diets that are consistent with the dietary guidelines. Well, you're right. It does look completely different. Um, and I did notice those calories standing out pretty big. And I also noticed, I think on one of mine, like you said, it went from like a half cup to a two thirds cup serving size, which I thought was really interesting and maybe reflective of the American diet. But I would love to hear. So you did hit on it with the bigger size of the calories and the serving size. But why was the label updated? So the label first was introduced in the early 90s. So it started in um, 19. 94. And really, FDA hadn't updated the label significantly other than adding trans fat in 2006. So it had been 
over 20 years since we had updated the um, label. And the science, nutrition science has evolved over that time. Um, so we wanted to use the new science to update the label. So really the science, as well as updating it for that, also being able to just kind of refresh the label and give it a little bit more of a modern look as well, where we could make calories easier to see, um, serving size and the serving amounts per container are also a little bit bigger. So we tried to, we wanted to keep the iconic nature of the label because everybody knows what the Nutrition Facts label is and they trust that, but we wanted to do the refresh as well on the left. Yeah, I love the way you said iconic there because I'll, I'll be very honest. I mean, I actually think it's a lot easier to read. Just thinking back to what the old labels looked like, there's almost like too much information on there for every piece of, you know, every product that I picked up. But this really just points out like the important things are highlighted right in front of your face. What I'm really interested because this is, um, you know, our audience is healthcare providers, people that generally work with people with diabetes or other cardiometabolic conditions. What changes on the label is really going to be most important to this population or people with diabetes? So I think people with diabetes likely will focus on the total sugars, since total sugars really affects the blood glucose levels. Added sugars is on the label, but the difference between total sugars and added sugars is the total sugars includes added sugars and just naturally occurring sugars that are in products like fruit and milk. So... I think a lot of people with diabetes will be looking at the total sugars declaration. Another interesting change on the label that could be helpful for people with diabetes and health educators to know is fiber. While if you just looked at the label, you wouldn't see any differences with fiber, but we've changed the definition of what can be considered fiber. On the old label, it was basically decided on just if it was chemically a fiber, you could count it as a fiber. But since the label started in the 1990s, how people add fiber to foods has changed. So a lot of fiber that you can get in foods are like isolated or synthesized and they add it to food to increase the fiber. So we wanted to actually know if these synthetic and isolated fibers actually have a beneficial effect on health. And by a beneficial effect in health is, does it lower your cholesterol level? Does it help with blood glucose levels? Things like that. So now any fiber that's added to foods has to have a beneficial effect. So, you know, it's not just the total fiber. It has to show that it's a beneficial effect on health. So I think that's something that you don't see on the label, but it's some of the science behind the label that I think it's important, particularly for diabetes educators to know about. So it's just the fiber still stays one line, right? You're not breaking it out into the different kinds of fiber, right? No, it's still the one line, but the science behind that line is different. Right. So it's the beneficial fiber versus what it was before. Mostly impacting like processed foods, would you say? Um, a lot of processed foods and a lot of foods, too, that uh, claim to have a lot of high fiber, too, because a lot of people do choose because of the beneficial effects of fiber has on cholesterol levels and things like that. People do choose high fiber foods. So now when they're choosing those, they'll know that the fiber that's in those foods are having a beneficial effect on health. Fantastic. Okay, so it is a streamlined label, but there's a lot of science behind this label and it takes a bit of education. So I think in a second, we're going to switch over to Maya and hear how she's rolling this out. But I'm interested, Claudine, before we move to Maya, 
Do you think it's beneficial for diabetes care and education specialists and healthcare providers to walk through this label with people with diabetes or patients that they work with? I think it's very beneficial because I think while we provide all the information depending on the educator and their client, they may need to stress different things because some people with diabetes have high blood pressure. So maybe they need to look at their sodium or maybe they um, need to particularly look at their fiber content. So I think depending, it can be kind of individualized depending on what your client needs. So I, I think it is really helpful for diabetes educators to be able to walk their clients through and really point out specific things that they should be able to key in on depending on their health status and what they need. So Claudine, I love that you brought up individualization and that's really around person-centered care. And that's really what the diabetes care and education specialist does so well. So I think they will be really impactful in this setting. But Maya, I want to make sure we head over and we get a chance to talk to you about what you're doing at the FDA to promote these new changes. Oh, absolutely. So as Claudine mentioned, this is really the first major update to the label in over 20 years. And um, as you refer to it, it is a very iconic nutrition symbol. And so we know that this is a nationwide teachable moment to grab people's attention and to educate them on the changes that we made and then just educate on the label in general. So in March of 2020, this year, we did a soft launch of a consumer education campaign called the New Nutrition Facts Label, What's In It For You?, And this is a campaign that's intended for primary shoppers, and it has websites and videos and fact sheets. We placed a few paid ads. Uh, We reached out through social media. And then we're talking to groups like this one to let people know that the label has been updated. And so this campaign, you can recognize if anyone listening visits our website, they'll know it immediately because they'll see people in food product costumes bringing to light the fact that there's a new nutrition facts label in kind of a fun and lighthearted way, doing different things like they're strutting down the runway, showing off the latest look from the house of FDA. Um, And we actually did focus group testing and folks really seem to like this lighthearted approach. Um, And this is a way of just like we said, getting people's attention and letting them know that this update has been made and explaining the changes that Claudine just talked about in a really consumer friendly way. And we made sure the materials are all in both English and Spanish. And like I said, we've soft launched these materials and we really need your audience, the diabetes care and education specialists. We need your help in getting the word out about this new label. Um, And as I said, our goal is to reach consumers and especially those at higher risk for nutrition-related chronic disease. So we're um, especially interested in reaching African-American shoppers, Hispanic shoppers, people of low socioeconomic status, people who participate in SNAP or WIC. So any healthcare practitioners that engage with these audiences, we're really trying to get the word out through those healthcare practitioners. So our website for this is fda.gov slash new nutrition facts label. And we're just so excited about these new resources. You know, I love the way you called it a lighthearted approach, because when I looked at the resources that you sent over, and I love the people dressed up as the food, I certainly walk through the grocery store in a different way. And I'm looking at things in a different light. I'm really curious because you talked about, you know, what the diabetes care and education specialist can do 
to get the word out. And we, we are certainly here to help because um, I think it will have a great impact on people with diabetes. Is there anything specific that, and Claudine talked a little bit about it, but anything even more specific that um, the diabetes care and education specialist can do when they're working with people with diabetes? Oh, absolutely. And one resource that I think would be of particular interest to your audience is our Behind the Label presentation. And it's about 20 minutes long and it features yours truly talking through the changes to the label um, that Claudine discussed, but going more in depth and explaining the scientific and regulatory rationale for the changes so they can have really everything they need to answer people's questions in teaching about the new label. Um, And I also want to mention a few other resources that we have to help educators have the most up-to-date and in-depth information about the label and to just make it super easy to do lessons or to do one-on-one sessions on the new Nutrition Facts label. So the first one that I want to mention, if people are listening and they're like, oh, you know, I really do need to do more, teach the label, but I've got to develop PowerPoint slides and speaker notes and handouts. You don't. We have a toolkit called the Health Educators Nutrition Toolkit, which is really supposed to be a website you can go to and just download absolutely everything you need to do a group workshop or any kind of education to a group on the Nutrition Facts label. So you have the PowerPoint slides with the speaker notes, with the handouts, even with the pre and post tests that you could give before and after to see how you move the needle on people's understanding and perceptions of the label. So we really hope that your audience will check that out because I think that might be of interest. Another uh, resource that they may want to check out are our two new continuing medical education videos So we worked with the American Medical Association to develop a continuing medical education set of materials, including videos and handouts for any practitioners who work with adult patients. And we also worked with the American Academy of Pediatrics to develop a set of videos and fact sheets and handouts for training educators or practitioners who work with pediatric patients and talking to those patients' parents. So I urge you to, again, you can find all of this on our website, fda.gov slash new nutrition facts label. And then one last resource that I just have to mention because I just think it's so fantastic is our interactive label. And on this resource, you'll know you're there when you visit a site and you see a gigantic label pop up with yellow highlights over every nutrient on the label. And you can click on that nutrient and you'll get information that tells you what it is, where it's found, what it does, what are health facts about that nutrient, and then what are action steps for monitoring that nutrient in the diet. So for all of those nutrients, we have different fact sheets and um, even some areas that are not required on the label like mono and polyunsaturated fats. If people want to really get in there and talk about any specific nutrient, there's a fact sheet for it in that interactive label. So really can be customized to different educators' needs and what they like to focus on with their clients. So I'm not sure if you heard me laughing, but I loved that giant label. I have to say, I think you guys are making this really easy for us. So for me as a consumer, I can say that. And I know for healthcare providers, you're making this super simple. And also for people, you know, with the National Diabetes Prevention Program, I'm sure this is going to have a huge impact on the lifestyle coaches that are working in that arena also. So I want to mention even before we start thinking about wrapping up here, we have a whole resources section. So for people that are just listening, make sure you go online and check out the resources section along with this podcast. 
But you know what, Maya and Claudine, you have shared some incredible like real world examples with me about consumers and how they're using the nutrition fact labels and the feedback you're getting. Do you want to share a couple of those stories before we wrap up here? Sure, I can start out. So I've been in touch with some of our FDA public affairs specialists, and they're on the ground working with different groups and teaching the new label. And um, I reached out before this podcast to see if I could get some feedback. So I'm going to give you a quote from a public affairs specialist who's um, been teaching it. This is his quote. They had not yet noticed that the Nutrition Facts label now features added sugars, potassium, and vitamin D. They had noticed that the calories per serving was larger and bolder. They liked learning in the nutrition toolkit that rule of thumb that 5% or lower of a nutrient is considered low and 20% or more is considered high. And then he went on to say the resources made it very easy to teach the new nutrition facts label, menu labeling, and general nutrition guidelines. The pre and post test helped me gauge how much attendees knew and how much they retained the information presented. And the handouts are very attractive and informative. And I promise I did not make him say these things. Uh, so I think people are really appreciating the resources. As I said, we did some consumer testing of our education resources before we rolled them out because we always want to get people's reactions and perceptions and make sure they're actually learning uh, from our resources and find them engaging. And in those focus groups, people were really excited about the new label. They said a lot of the same things that you said, like, it's easier to read. And I really like that, you know, added sugars is now included. And I'll keep that in mind when I'm picking products. And I like that vitamin D is here. So for the most part, what I've been hearing is, you know, anecdotally, that folks are really appreciating the label and the education materials. One thing that I can share, we had heard from another dietitian that works at a grocery store and the dietitian said that they have a consumer hotline and that a consumer had called in and wondered why their ice cream had changed because the levels had gone up so much and what did they do different and they didn't realize that the label had been updated and the serving size was different so that's why some of the values had changed. The ice cream itself didn't change, but just the levels of the nutrients did because the serving size was different. So I think, you know, that was where a dietitian could use that kind of as a teachable moment and be able to talk to the consumer about why that changed and what kind of happened with it. So, you know, I think with Maya, a lot of people have noticed the difference, but I think sometimes people maybe might have noticed the calories were different, but didn't realize maybe serving sizes changed. So I think there really is a role for diabetes health care education specialists to really highlight this to their clients so they can see the differences and be able to utilize it in their food purchasing decisions. You know, I have to say that was one of my grocery store experiences where I had to do a double take. You know, a couple things I put in my cart, same things every week. I have two teenage boys, so I always get ice cream and cereal. Like what you're saying, those serving size, that I, I did a double take. Those stood out, the half cup to the two-thirds cup. That's a big change. And the other thing, you know, that I didn't realize, but I, I appreciate you guys bringing up, and I think it's something, you're right, that diabetes care and education specialists can share is this 5% nutrient line, that anything below 5% is low. Oh, so that was one thing, you know, that I learned along the way that I, I really appreciate it. So as we're coming to the end of our time here, I truly enjoy this conversation, but we do have, always have to come to an end. 
calls to action. You know, really, what can we do to help you guys out to get this word out? I mean, beyond the podcast, which I'm hoping people, you know, share widely, is there anything we can do maybe even individually as diabetes care and education specialists? We really hope that you'll visit our website, fda.gov slash new nutrition facts label. That's the first thing folks can do as an action step today to go through some of these resources that we have available and see which ones could be helpful for you. We also would ask that if you're interested in staying in touch with FDA and making sure that you're aware anytime we release something new or we have something that we're focusing on, on that website at the bottom of the page, there's a place to sign up for our email newsletter updates. So you'll get an email usually about quarterly on updates on our education materials. We're also on Twitter at FDA Food, and our director, Dr. Susan Main, director of the Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, is on Twitter at Dr. Main FDA Food, and then FDA also has a Facebook page at FDA. So I'm hopeful that educators will download the resources and also follow us so that they can inform their clients about all of this new information, inspire their clients to use the new Nutrition Facts label. Um, encourage their clients to look at the label more holistically to inform their choices and also remind clients that it's up to them and their, you know, with input from their healthcare practitioner to find out what's most appropriate for them so they can make informed choices when they're using the label. Well, again, Maya, you're making this really easy for us. So I'm going to visit the site, sign up for the newsletter, and maybe you'll actually even convince me to get up on Twitter. That's the one thing that I haven't done. So maybe this podcast will convince me to do that. So Maya and Claudine, I really appreciate you guys being here. I've truly enjoyed this conversation, and I hope we can maybe do this again sometime in the future. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. Today, we heard from Dr. Kavanaugh and Dr. Maroto about the latest Nutrition Facts label updates and how the changes support improved decision-making around food and nutrition for your clients. Remember that the changes to fiber and sugar reflected in the label may be especially relevant to people with diabetes in your practice. We also learned that the FDA has created a variety of tools to help healthcare professionals inform themselves and educate their clients about the changes. You can access these from fda.gov forward slash new nutrition facts label or from the links available in the show notes. And remember, membership at ADCES gives you access to the education, networking, and resources to improve your practice and optimize outcomes for your clients. Find out what ADCES can do for you at diabeteseducator.org forward slash join. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable to your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not a substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.